We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 254 On this episode we've got some cancellation and renewal news And then we'll be talking about some of the highs and lows of the fall 2014 TV season And then we'll uh, be taking a look at the Flash Arrow crossover uh, from the this past week, and then also a little bit about the series premieres of Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce and The Librarians. And then we'll have some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 254. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Hi, I'm Danielle. I'm a freelance writer, and you can find me at, uh, at DanielleTVD on Twitter. And I'm Kyle Nolan from noreruns.net. Thank you both for uh, joining me this week. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. With that, we'll uh, jump into the news. A couple of things from uh, this week. Uh, Comedy Central announced that uh, the upcoming third season of Kroll Show will be its final season. And on that same note, FX mentioned uh, or, uh, re- this today that uh, they have renewed the league for a seventh season, that, which will also be its final season. Neither show that I watch. So. <laughs> I, I, actually watch I actually watch both of them. Crawl Show, it has its moments that I enjoy. Other times, uh, not so much. The League, I don't... The only sports I see is on Sunday when I'm seeing how late uh, all my shows are going to be delayed. <laughs> nice. Uh, but I still really enjoy The League for some reason. Uh, so it's happy that it's renewed, sad that it's the last season. But I'll, I'll definitely be watching. Yeah, I have to say, I'm not, um, I'm not current on either show and I feel like I should be, but I just can't get into them the way that some people just seem to love them. So I'll, I'll watch little bursts and then I'll enjoy what I watch and then I'll just like forget about it for a while. So I I don't know. I I have a feeling, um, I'll probably be sadder about these things being over when they're, when they've been over for a while and I realize that I've finally caught up and now there will be no more. (laughs) So you're you're looking forward to being disappointed about their cancellation in the future. Yeah, that's because <laughs> I mean there are some scroll ske- uh, show sketches that I really love, and I om- I always find myself saying, "Oh, I I wish you know there were more of them," and then I just never remember to actually watch it when it airs, partially because I never watch Comedy Central, so it's just not in my usual routine. I just have my season pass, and I'm like, oh, I guess it's back. (laughs) That's how most people watch TV. I am just, oh, I'm very old-fashioned and just plain old, and I I don't do it that way. Yeah, I don't don't set any season passes or things for stuff unless I know that I'm going to be, you know, or that I plan on watching it. So stuff like that never never makes it. So I, I, I also don't really, I was like, oh, it's back on. Okay. Mm. But uh, I don't know. For sketch show stuff, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, these days, the stuff that, uh, you know, makes it out uh, onto the Internet is like the best thing from an episode or something like that. And not necessarily everything else was even really worth watching. So Mm. I tend to watch I tend to watch my sketch comedy that way. It's like whatever percolates to the top of like your Twitter or Facebook feed. You're like, okay, that was kind of funny, but uh, not enough to go search out like 22 minutes of it or something yeah and then the league i don't know just the 
I don't know, the style of humor just had never, never really worked for me. So just never really got into that one. And then uh, lastly, on the news front, uh, TNT announced that they've renewed uh, Legends for a second season, which I watched. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have been excited for this after the first couple episodes of the season, but by the end, I was just watching it because I thought it was just going to end and we were going to get a resolution and that was going to be it. But I don't even think I'm going to bother to watch the second season. Yeah, I never watched the first season. <laughs> I feel kind of bad because TNT is really good about sending out screeners and it was one of those things that they sent a while before it aired and I was like, oh, cool, I have time to get to that. And then I just never even got to it. <laughs> you had too so, much time to get to it. <laughs> I mean, it's it, I've heard good things and it is something that, you know, if I ever have a spare weekend, I probably would check out just, you know, and just kind of binge watch the whole thing and see if it's a show I want to add to my my list. But so far that hasn't happened yet. So I'm doing really well with this news segment. Yeah. Well, for me, I, I liked it in the beginning and uh, and by the end, you kind of were like, oh, OK, you kind of knew that's where it was going. And uh, I don't know, it didn't really have that type of ending where I was like, oh, yeah, I can't. I hope they're doing another season of this. Mm-hmm. It was more like, eh, depends on like what time of time of year, like what else is playing, you know, maybe maybe I'll watch it, but uh, not not overly enthused for that one. All right. That'll uh That'll do it for the news, and uh, this week we've got a, an extra segment to be doing a little, taking a look at the uh, fall 2014 TV season, you know, the good, the bad, and the Manhattan love story of it all. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was the only one that, like, really just disliked that show. Anyway, we'll get there. So we thought we'd take a, a look back at uh, the fall season here and, uh, as as it's uh, coming to a close here and we're going into uh, some winter hiatuses and starting to anticipate things returning in January and a bunch of new stuff starting up as well. But I uh, thought we'd go through and uh, answer a few questions uh, about the TV season, starting with, of all the shows that have been canceled, uh, are there any that you wish were still around? I assume you mean the fall shows. <laughs> <laughs> Not across all time. Yes. Yeah, me, yeah, meaning meaning this fall, things that you know, new shows that uh, you know that started up and uh, got canceled. Are there any any that you wish were still around? How about you, Danielle? I feel like it might be slightly cheating because I mean, technically, it is still around. I really enjoy Selfie, and I mean, Hulu is airing the. Um, rest of the episodes that were produced prior to ABC, you know, saying we're done with the show. Um, and I really enjoy that show. I think that the pilot was was okay. It wasn't amazing, but I saw a lot of potential in it, and we talked about that previously. Um, and I just think that it's it got a lot stronger as the episodes went on and as Emily's voice kind of showed itself in all of the different characters and their separate quirky attitudes. Um and the, there were two episodes that aired back to back a couple weeks ago, like right before the network decided they weren't going forward. And I thought they were the two strongest that would, were delivered so far. And I was really bummed to hear that, um, you know, we weren't getting more from the show. So I'm still watching it. I'm watching it on Hulu. They're doing one episode a week on Tuesdays. 
and you have to have Hulu Plus uh, to see them. And I think eventually they will be on regular Hulu, but I'm not entirely sure what the deal is with that. So I, I highly recommend it. If even you know, a lot of people say, "Hey, if it's canceled, we don't want to get invested in it because why get all excited about something that's just going to go away?" But um, I think this is definitely one that's that's worth your time. And even knowing it's a short run for the show, there are satisfying moments. Um, I don't think it's it's not the type of show that you know you're going to feel like oh there's this giant cliffhanger because it's not coming back because it's it's not that type of show so you can still enjoy the the twenty whatever minute episodes and you can laugh a little bit and maybe roll your eyes a little bit at some of the social media because it definitely makes me realize how ridiculous a lot of my job is. <laughs> I actually totally agree with you. I think this show has just gotten better and better. Uh, you can actually watch it free because I'm watching it via the ABC app on the oh. Apple TV, and I don't have Hulu. And so I've been watching it as the new episodes go up. But I watch it through that. And I just think it keeps I – I keep tweeting out every week, like, I don't understand why this was canceled. Yeah. It just keeps getting better and better each week. And, like, some big developments this week. And, like, okay. I'm just thoroughly enjoying the show. And I really wish it, it hadn't been canceled. Yeah, it was uh, it was starting to get better, but when it got canceled, I I deleted it. I didn't even I didn't even continue to watch the episodes. And then you know after they announced that they were putting them uh, online, I was like, eh, it's. Mm. I did like some of the stuff they did with the social media, and and uh, it definitely it way improved from the pilot. Like <laughs> I don't know these days. Sometimes you just have such a small you know like window to get somebody's attention and if you suck right out of the gate it's hard to get people to come back or you know or anything and uh which is too bad because it's hard to be really good right out of the gate you know yeah yeah and it seems like they don't give you any chance like in one or two episodes and except if you're the mccarthy's somehow you uh and mulaney you stay on past your expiration date but that's the next one (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i mean i i think that i don't know i mean yeah, like you said, it's it's the next one, and Mulaney is a special case because there's nothing else to put on in their time slot because of the way that they chose to to develop and and order this year. But I kind of feel like if you're going to stick to your traditional development season and your traditional pilot season, you can't expect shows to be amazing out of the gate because nobody's had any time to really think that far ahead. Um, they've thought about their pilot and they, you know, and they've thought about what they want the show to be, but they haven't had the time to say, let's address all of what the network wants it to be versus what we want it to be. And then, oh, by the way, we've cast all of these actors who maybe are changing some of our visions for the characters because they're bringing things to it we hadn't originally thought about and we want to work that in. And there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of fluidity to the early days of a show. And with the way that current pilot season works, you don't, unless you keep the show on air and you let it work out some of those kinks on air, you don't ever get a chance to necessarily know what a show could be. And I'm usually one of those people that like rallies and says, Hey, if you don't know what the show is, don't put it on air until it's ready. I'd rather see what it's, what it's supposed to be rather than you work out the kinks on air, but they're not doing that. They're putting a show on. It's not exactly what it would be in six episodes from it 
from right out of the gate and then they don't let you see what it would be in six episodes because they've decided that they, you know it's not pulling in the immediate numbers and they just cancel it. It's like, well, then why am I getting excited about anything ever? Because yeah, it's yeah. you know nothing sticks around and I'm just going to go read a book. <laughs> and and part, part of that problem is, like you said, it might take six episodes. Sometimes they jump ahead to that sixth episode, and then it yeah. just makes it even worse because you've missed all of the actual character building and story that led up to that sixth episode. Yes. And so it just makes the matter it matters worse trying to jump ahead and trying to, to get your best episodes out there first and then try to backfill. And that's the thing. Like, your quote-unquote best episodes can be arbitrary. Like, it's the network is decided well, we think this is stronger and this is going to get the audience, so let's push that up in the schedule for when it airs, even though it doesn't make sense story-wise. And because it doesn't make sense story-wise, it usually doesn't work. It may be a strong episode, but it you lose so much in, in the physical episodes that you lost that they didn't air yet that there's no connection and the audience doesn't latch onto the show the way they would have if you would just air them in order, yeah. even, if it's, you know, <laughs> even if it's like a slower... Uh, you know, a, a slower attachment for an audience. Sometimes it does, especially with comedies. It, it, some of my favorite comedies, it took me about six or seven episodes to like really love the show. And I think that most people just have to, you know, calm down, just be okay. Just know that as long as you're not getting a point four in the demo, give it some time to see. And if you're, you know, if, if by the end of 13, it's terrible, Okay, I, I, you gave it a shot, but it's so hard when you're you're basing it on numbers that are you know a few weeks in. People haven't a lot of people haven't even had a ta- had a chance to like sit down and even try to watch something yet. Yeah, and you know, especially with uh, a comedy, you're you're writing toward you start realizing that oh this person's actually really funny at this, or uh, and. You learn to write towards the strength of the the actors. You know the writers start to gel a little bit you know, themselves, uh, and uh, you know the cast starts to gel a little bit. You can really tell. You know if those things aren't happening, that's when you know that the show is not you know is not working. But you have these uh, uh, you have these shows, and I think if you're going to order thirteen, you really ought to just play thirteen. Even if I mean, because how much really are you doing better to put some rerun of yeah. something else in in that in that slot uh you know it might get a little bit better rating but you've still already bought yeah you, <laughs> you've yeah. already paid for these other episodes so why not give them at least the 13 episode run to see uh you know if they start to especially if you you know you've seen them and uh as the network, and you do feel that they're, you know, they are getting stronger, giving a, it, the, it a chance for people to find it, because because sometimes it just takes a, you know, a little bit of word of mouth or something like that, where somebody that is enjoying it starts talking, it, you know, to their friends and and uh, you know, out there on social media and stuff like that, and and uh, you know, you know, give it a chance to find a little bit uh, of an audience, and uh, without doing what they did you know for uh you know some of these shows where they've they're like it's canceled but we're still going to air it (laughs) (laughs) like that's that's no good Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh but my pick for a show that i wish was still around is is a to z 
Uh, I don't know. I just I thought the. But they're still airing that one. Yeah, that's that's one of those that they're still you know they're still airing, but it's canceled. You know, right. it's like yeah. Uh, so that's one of those. Uh, that that's the sh- the show for me. I don't know. I just I like the leads. I I I kind of like the the potential of the premise of uh, you know f- of the story they were telling over the course of a season, and uh, so that's that's the one I think I'm. I'm most disappointed in it not being, you know, it's not going to be around. And, you know, I stopped watching it because I'm, I'm not going to watch, I didn't want to watch halfway through you know, <laughs> a story. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the one good thing about that show um, being canceled, which is a weird thing to say, but, you know, Ben was always so open about having certain benchmarks. And so I think, I think when we get to 13, we're going to have a, an idea of, that time frame in the in the narration and in the voiceover of the the relationship, um, I think I feel like when we get to the end of thirteen, we're going to know what happens to to mark that time. Um, so the fact that NBC actually is airing them, so that if you are invested, you'll get you'll get your answer. That is at least something, in my opinion. I do like that show too, and I am still watching that show. Um, and I I mean, it's hard to say. Would I like more of it? Yeah, because it is. It is definitely better than a lot of the other comedies that are out there, and it is better than a lot of the other shows that are out there. But at the same time, I I had said from the beginning when they picked up that show that I thought that it needed to be a close-ended, shorter story rather rather than the How I Met Your Mother problem, where if you don't know when you're writing to a certain end, and you've already said we know what the end is, and you know we're now here on A to Z, we're marking it with a with a ticking clock. Um, you could get yourself into a lot of trouble writing wise and just and the good news is that they won't have that problem i don't know <laughs> um, well i always kind of felt that they were that the ticking clock was for like this season and the an, an, another season would be a different period in their relationship yeah i had hoped or i or it could have been you know you followed a different couple in a future season like it could have been an anthology like i had hope for that but i just knowing the network television model and knowing that no most of the time if they pick you up what people do is just stretch um, and and tell a longer story rather than have to actually of a good story. <laughs> come up with something new and creative. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I didn't have the highest of hopes for what if this becomes a six-year thing. So I'm actually really curious now that it's done to see, well, how are you wrapping things – or not wrapping things up, but how are you answering that ticking clock? Yeah, they found out before they were finished production, so I yeah. hope they actually did bring it to a real ending. Yeah. All right. On the uh, on the flip side of things, are there any new shows that are still around that you're surprised are still around? Like, is there anything that you're surprised hasn't got canceled or you know has done because it's done way better than you expected it to do, or yeah. or just uh, anything? We'll start with you, Kyle. I don't think they've done way better. I just don't understand why they're still around. Are Mulaney and the McCarthys like who is? Why are the Nielsen viewers watching these? Maybe or why? I don't think they are watching them. Well, but why I mean, are they still I around? I can tell you, they're they're definitely not watching Mulaney. Uh, I don't know the McCarthy <laughs> ratings because they started so late in the in this fall season that they weren't even they hadn't premiered yet by the time I wrote my fall um, story, but. Yeah, they're not watching Mulaney, so that's a very good question. I I think it's just a matter of they have nothing else to put in that time slot. 
And the McCarthy's, I think, even got two more episodes. Which they, was well, they, yeah, they got CBS um, wanted two more. I don't know if they'll air them or if it's just more. It's like when they order more scripts and they're kind of saying we're going to buy ourselves some time before we make a decision. So maybe they won't air. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe they won't even get. Maybe they ordered them, but then they'll cancel them before they actually film them. Yeah, true. <laughs> that could happen. I mean, just look at the number of shows that it were ordered direct to series and are <laughs> no longer with us. True. Uh, how about you, uh, Danielle? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree on Mulaney. I mean, I, I think this question's a little hard for me because I just had bad luck this year with things that I didn't respond to that I was like, I feel like this may be the first thing canceled. The audience responded like forever on ABC. We, we had talked about this. I just didn't get it. I just thought it was messy and I you know, didn't feel like they were telling uh, the mythology. They were focusing so much on a procedural aspect and um, and then yet – it was one of the first things to get a full season and the audience is showing up for it. And I, to be fair, I haven't been watching it. So maybe it has answered a lot of my early criticism, but um, I, I was honestly very surprised when they picked it up initially for the full season, because I just had thought that one was not going to last. <laughs> they actually and just I, I have to be honest, Also like it falls into the Mulaney ca- category of we have nothing else to air, but Grace Point, Grace Point's ratings are so <laughs> terrible that I, I was honestly surprised they didn't just quietly pull it. But at least that has like a – it's a – Limited. Yeah, it's limited. It's only like 10 episodes and it has like a – hopefully they're not trying to stretch us out and it's no, going to act- end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, that's one. Grace Point, uh, there, there's not going to be a, a second season of that, but – that, you know, once you get four or five episodes in, that's one where since you know there's only 10 episodes – that's one where if you pull that, I mean, that's just wrong on so many levels because of the yeah, people that have. Was, nobody was invested. They were getting like a point six in the ratings. And so uh, you would have anchored maybe a couple hundred people. Yeah, but you have nothing else to put there. Uh, I yeah. Think, but it, I think it just overall gives, you know, future projects or future people that to tune into something like this, that if it is something like this, that you're going to get – you know the the whole season if you tune mm-hmm. into it i think that's a you know i think these days i think that's a better way to go than 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 pulling things the some of the shows that i think you know Mulaney, i mean it's virtually canceled but yeah but they won't admit it but since they switched it out to the you know to that 7:30 time slot or whatever you know what's the difference of that or a rerun of the simpsons or or something you know like might as well just uh, air them since you've purchased them and mm-hmm. film them on the other side of the scale of things that aren't doing well either is like red band society mm. uh that that one's kind of surprising in that you know it's not that limited series uh but again fox seems to have like a limited uh number of things and they don't want to uh you know like just start something you know halfway through the fall so They've basically stuck with a lot of their stuff. Although for me, that Red Band Society is a weird one in that it's basically canceled. They're filming the 13 episodes, but they stopped airing them at 10. I was like, well, that was already their mid-season. Well, that was where they were yeah, going to end, but yeah. but yeah. they're they're not going to film more than the 13. So at this point, 
I I would I'm like, why wouldn't you just air them out? Like just just yeah. air the last Especially three. Since the, the tenth ended with like a big cliffhanger type of thing. So right. you know, just instead of you know, I mean, the chances of you coming back and playing those three episodes in January or something like that I, is you know that's not going to happen. I that's just one I think that they should just play play them out here in December. They should have not gone with the cancellation or the pulling it and just just played out the rest of the episodes. Uh, but uh, I think overall the one, uh, the sort of su- the surprising one, but, you know, it's doing decent numbers uh, is uh, is Mysteries of Laura. Oh, yeah. That's that's kind of the one I'm surprised that I keep that forgetting that. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I have like seven episodes that have piled up on my TiVo. That's like... You mean you're- you mean you're not super invested in Women Crush Wednesday there, Kyle? <laughs> that is the worst marketing thing ever. Like, I don't even know what the shows are. Like, they show the ad and it's like WCW. And like, I don't, like, I know that's Mysteries of Lore, but I don't know what the other shows are in this lineup. Like, yeah, they honestly don't, it doesn't really fit. Um, <laughs> they're just trying something. And it's just <laughs> yeah. not really working. Just like and the, it's, it's whatever. Uh, the I just can't show because. I that was another one that yeah I absolutely thought that's going to get canceled pretty quickly like I, I thought that there was a good amount of NBC's audience that that it would be on brand for but NBC's numbers are so low in general that there's no way they would have gotten what they needed and then they got huge numbers and I was like I don't know what's wrong with America yeah. well, I actually really enjoyed that at the beginning and I that was well that's going to be the next question but that, yeah. <laughs> I, I keep jumping to the next question. <laughs> okay Kyle speaking of which uh, is there a new show you thought you were gonna like but it's turned out to not to be such the case and you've either given up on it or you're about to give up on it well mysteries of laura (laughs) it's it's like the de facto canceled on my tivo since there's like six episodes piled up it's like it's that equivalent (laughs) Uh, and then also like how to get away with murder i actually really enjoyed at the beginning and like now i'm still watching i'll probably end up just watching it through now because it's like this murder mystery but it's another one that uh i pretty much have given up on it now i'm just finishing it out how about you danielle um there wasn't anything that i gave up on that i was like surprised i was gonna give up on um there mostly were things that i said i know i don't like this but i'm gonna give it a couple extra episodes and before I officially quit. Um, But there are shows that I'm still watching that I just, I'm not enjoying as much as I would like. I'm just not ready to quit them yet. Like how to get away with murder, I would say is definitely one. I mean, I, I knew going in that it was going to be a little bit more case of the wiki at first. And I, I was not interested in that, but I, because I knew it and I knew what scandal then turned into, I kind of kept saying like, maybe this will get there. Maybe this will get there and maybe it will, but it hasn't yet. And I, when they showed the reveal of the murder, I was just like, well, I'm officially not interested because it's exactly what I thought was going to happen. And they had teased it out for so long and it just wasn't twisty or interesting enough to hold my attention when I had figured it out and then basically was waiting for the characters and the show to play catch up. Um, So I, I'll, I don't know how much longer I'll stick with that, quite frankly. Um, and then the, um, there's, 
it's it's a weird like red band society it's a love hate relationship like i really liked it in the beginning um i saw a lot of potential in it and i was still sticking with it and then when fox canceled it i was kind of like well I don't feel invested enough to need to stick around to watch how it ends because it's shorter, but it, and so I, in theory, you would think that like, if I'm interested in it, I would want to see how it ends, especially because there are not that many left. But it but may I, not really even have an ending either. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, that, yeah, that's the thing. Like, first of all, it's not, it's not one of those shows where it will get all nicely wrapped up. These kids are in the hospital. Some of them will live and some of them will die and some of them will go home and some of them won't and whatever. But I started to realize that I just wasn't actually in, like when I thought about what stories on the show I was invested in and would want to see through to the end, there was maybe one. And out of all those ensemble characters, to only really care about one, I was like, well, I could use an extra hour on my Wednesday nights. Maybe I just won't watch that one. I haven't officially quit it because I did still watch last week's episode, but I just feel like I might be done. Yeah, for for me, uh, well, how to, how to Get Away with Murder, it's still piled up on the DVR. Uh, there's a handful of episodes, so it's... I haven't decided yet, like if I'm going to uh, to watch them or not. Uh, you know, they're they're sort of sitting there as uh, something to watch over as as we lose a few shows here for the next few weeks, and there's you know less new things to watch. You know, maybe I'll catch up on that one, but but for me, I think really uh, Scorpion is a show that I thought I was going to like, even though I thought that the the first episode was completely stupid. <laughs> like <laughs> I thought it was okay until it had this, like the dumbest ending, uh, you know, over the top ending. And, but I was still like, you know, maybe that's just their, you know, big splash. You try type of thing to try and, you know, get into it. And, uh, but I, cause I, I enjoy shows, you know, like things like an elementary or forever, all these different types of shows that have, you know, the, they're supposed to have like the really smart character uh, and, and stuff, but this is a show full of really. This is the dumbest show about really smart characters that I've ever <laughs> seen. It just is so. Uh, I don't know the just the the characters that they've created. Don't particularly care for any of them. Just the you know the way they they go about solving the mysteries and the and, and the you know the stuff. You're just like this is. This is not what you know. What I was hoping it was going to be, and uh, I, I know I've still watched you know a few episodes, but this is not one. Uh, I don't see myself continuing on into the new year, you know, like uh, 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 watching that one anymore. It's just uh, it's time to it's time to free up an hour on Mondays, which is kind of a, a ridiculous amount of TV to begin with for me. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, my Mondays have been really light lately. It's been sad. Yeah, my Mondays aren't are relatively not bad, but well, uh, just tonight I'm recording Castle State of Affairs. Well, it's set to record Scorpion, and uh, you know <laughs> Jane the Virgin, the originals. What else? Um, Gotham. And uh, well, Gotham's not on tonight, Gotham's but normally it would uh, be Gotham and Sleepy Hollow when they're on. But uh, and then uh, uh, Major Crimes. And then, there's a, and then there's a switch to birth Christmas special episode tonight. So. 
Okay, well, I, I think the difference here is that you asked what shows have we quit that were new, and I've mostly yeah. quit shows that were old, and so that's why my Monday nights are pretty light. But, See, um, we need to quit more new shows so that well, they don't a, become old shows. More shows in general, but well, that's a, that's a, well, we'll get to that question. It's, I know. Everybody keeps wanting to answer questions ahead. <laughs> if you're enjoying all of those shows, then that's great, but I, that is a lot of stuff for one night <laughs> well i'm just i'm giving state of affairs a handful of episodes to see oh know, right and and looking probably going to drop scorpion but you know you know jane the virgin is well that's an answer oh, I to love a, it that's an answer to a future question also speaking of which that's the next question on the list uh, what are uh start with you daddy what are some of your favorite shows uh favorite new shows well, that I mean, Jane the Virgin is my favorite new show. I've been telling everybody that, including people from other studios, and then they make faces at me. But whatever. <laughs> um, I I'm so, I was so pleasantly surprised by that show. I mean, just to back up a little bit, I didn't really like the script. I thought it was too busy, and I was really worried about the tone. And then when I saw the pilot, I was like, "Wow, this is not at all what I was expecting." They really. Um, they were able, you know, they, they told all of those stories and all of those crazy twists in a way that didn't seem insane. And it was funny and it was charming. And, you know, there were some real emotional moments and I thought the actors were great. And then every episode just got better and better. And like about episode midway through three, I believe it was, I was just like, that's it. I don't need to watch anything else this season. This show is my favorite. <laughs> And I'm very excited because I just got a freelance gig that will allow me to write about that show. So I'm very happy for that. But that hands down, I mean, that's that is my type of show where it's it's about. Yeah, it's a little over the top because it's based on a telenovela, but it's about characters that could exist in my regular world. Like, I believe that all of these people could be, you know, floating around Los Angeles. I have hit my wall when it comes to supernatural shows and genre shows. And so this being more grounded in our reality was a bonus for me, but also the fact that it is a rare thing to see on TV now that made it extra special. And I just think the character of Jane is so smart and so well-written and um, just so truthful and not, again, not something we get to see a lot. I mean, there are a lot of female characters on TV, but not like this and not always well-written at all. So this is just like a revelation. How about you, Kyle? Uh, Jane the Virgin, I, I'm really enjoying that. The show is a lot of. It reminds me a lot of like the um, like Pushing Daisies and that kind of like surreal type of uh, atmosphere. And the humor is great. Uh, I love her dad. He is just yes. like his clueless arrogance is just <laughs> wonderful. And like that, just everything about that show. It's so charming, and I, I, it's it's just great. Um, other shows that I, I've, I'm really enjoying out of the new show is Selfie, which we've already mentioned, uh, The Flash, which we'll talk about. Uh, Blackish surprised me. I really didn't like the pilot, but it's become one of my favorite additions to the wonderful Wednesday ABC comedy lineup. Um, and then even Christella, I'm enjoying as a um, as a like a classic comedy. So those are my favorite of the new shows. Yeah, of the new shows, Jane the Virgin. I mean, it's a. I mean, it's a high wire act they're they're doing, but they're pulling it off. There's like so many things that could go so wrong, but they just seem to be hitting the perfect note on all of them. 
it is kind of that uh, pushing daisies. It's got sort of that fanciful uh, atmosphere to it, but the characters feel really grounded uh, with within sort of this heightened story, and it just uh, I don't know. It provides the drama, the comedy. It it subverts your expectations uh, for for various characters. You know, you think you're you know what this character is going to be like. And then you know it turns out they're you know they're a little bit deeper or uh, or you know they have actual good reasons for things they've done uh, or for the you know the way that they are and uh, you know it, it just it just really is <laughs> it it really is really good and it's so hard to explain to somebody like what <laughs> you know it, it, it's no show that I can think of in a recent you know in sort of recent history. Uh, that uh, is so much that you have to see it to get it, like type of thing. It's so hard to explain to somebody, you know, because if you start just trying to give like the basic premise, you know, yeah. along with the name of the show, it sounds completely stupid and ridiculous. But they're just nailing it. Yeah, it's 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 right there at the top, uh, along with the the Flash, which I'm really enjoying. And then, uh, as Kyle said, Blackish, which uh, yeah, I, I didn't, you know, love the pilot uh, all that much, but uh, uh, you know, or what they you know sort of did in the pilot. But I think they did what uh, back on our fall preview we kind of talked about. They kind of were, they kind of just like whacked you over the head with the mm-hmm. uh, with the racial, you know, side of the story in the in the pilot, and they've more gone on to that stuff just comes up in a more natural family comedy. And it's this, you know, it's this family and the things that they get into. And when, uh, you know, race comes up, it comes up. It feels more natural than, than it did in the first episode. And, and I just really like what they've, uh, what they've done with it. They're, they're doing a really good job on that one too. I look forward to that one each week. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I, I liked the pilot, and I, it, this is to go back to what we were talking about earlier with selfie. Um, this is another show that I think you know you needed to take multiple episodes and you needed to see where things went. Even though this is very much an, a, a sitcom in the sense of every week it's a different issue that they're talking about or a story that they're dealing with, and it's not necessarily a show where you have to see every week because there's a deep mythology. But in the early part of the season for Blackish, you know, it was like every other episode would be a really heavy-handed race one. And that lasted for about four episodes. And then I think it, like you said, it started to blend and become more natural and it just would come up in a story rather than be this week we're going to be the, the episode about X. Um, and the, what was so interesting was to watch ABC give this show that time but not give Selfie the time. So I think they're both, I mean, they're very different comedies, but I think they're both, um, equal in the sense of they have something to say and they say it well when, when they, um, actually take it on. So I, I do like that one too. Um, I don't know that I would say it's one of my top, top favorites, but then again, everything pales in comparison to Jane the Virgin. (laughs) Everything is a very distant second. So maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah, I, but just some uh, some actually you know some uh, there's there's a you know there's a handful of things that I of new stuff that I'm enjoying uh, and that you know I kind of like but there's those are the for me those are the three 
you know, that sort of separated themselves from mm-hmm. from everything else uh, this uh, this fall. But uh, we'll move on to the next question, and uh, we'll start with you, Danielle, with this one since you said you've given up on a bunch of returning stuff. Yeah. Are, are there what what uh, what returning shows have you given up on or are about to give up on? Well, um, I stopped when I stopped writing full time earlier in the year. I started to realize that there were a lot of shows that I was not really loving. I was kind of just keeping up with because, because you're writing about them. <laughs> were not even honestly, not even that I was writing. It was more of the what if I will write about them someday. Like I need to be current because I need to know what's going on in this industry in case you know they show up to TCA or in case I'm pitched an interview with this person. And and that's just not a good way to watch television. You end. <laughs> up hating everything and so I did I let I stopped watching a lot of things um you know at, from honestly from the Vampire Diaries and the originals I think those were probably two of the shows that I stopped watching the earliest out of because there were some shows that like it took me a little bit longer to come to terms with the fact that I was going to quit them those those I quit pretty quickly. I've just not. I just like I said earlier. I hit my wall with the supernatural shows. I never really loved those in general because I didn't care about the love triangle on the Vampire Diaries, and that was such a focus um, that it you know it took away so much time in the story from other characters that I found more interesting. Um, but also, I just I have a hard time caring about like high school characters. I just do so. Um, those were two that I quit pretty early on. And then, um, a little bit like a little bit later I quit elementary, which was kind of sad because that was one when it first premiered that I really liked in a way I didn't expect to, because I'm not really a procedural person, but I just love Johnny and I love Lucy and I thought their chemistry and their dynamic was really interesting. And then last season they started to play away from that. Um, they started to separate the characters a lot more and coming into this new season, they started with them not working together at all and then, they, you know, having to bring them back. But it's it's on a different basis than it used to be. And I kind of just felt like I understand the need to shake up a show and I and I respect and commend them for trying it. But for me, what works about the show is them together. And so the more you take them apart or or introduce new people to have Sherlock work with, the less I care. So... I stopped watching that one um, this fall. I was sad to say, but we'll see. Maybe I'll tune back in if they put them back together on a more permanent basis. How about you, Kyle? Uh, so for me, before the season even started, I finally dropped Two Broke Girls. <laughs> yes, finally. I didn't finally. even the table. Wow, you were watching that for a while. I don't know why I was still watching it, but finally. And I also dropped Mom since... I I I I don't I know a lot of people love it. I just never really cared for it. I agree. But I I watched the whole first season, uh, so I dropped those before the it even started. Um, like you said, uh, with Elementary, I'm still watching, but I'm not loving the season. Uh, same with like Resurrection. That's like I haven't really enjoyed the season. I'm about ready to quit that. Yeah, Once- I'm with you on that one. I that's one I thought I was going to quit after season one. I actually thought it was going to get canceled. And then when it didn't get canceled, I was like, all right, I'll tune back in to see how they deal with things. And then they didn't deal with things like they they ignored all of that really high tension 
and they went back to their slow melodic pace and I was kind of just like, well, I'm bored, but when I need to go to sleep on a Sunday night, I can put this on. And I'm not even kidding. It's the last thing I watch before I go to bed because it calms me down. Like I watch a lot of high octane stuff, Homeland, et cetera. And so if I need to like lose my anxiety and fall asleep, I put on Resurrection. So I haven't quit it yet because it's a nice sleepy time aid. <laughs> I like that a show about people coming back from the dead puts you to sleep. <laughs> yeah, but they're not zombies. Like they're not like biting yeah. people's heads yeah, up. I know. <laughs> that's the other thing that really frustrates me is there's no logic to why like who and why and when people are returning. Um like it just – I don't know. They're not dealing – they don't deal with that side of the story. There's no character trying to like really figure that out and that bugs me. Yeah, I just found this second season a bit messy and I just really don't care that much. Mm-hmm. And and then also like Once Upon a Time, I'm about ready to quit that if they don't drop the Frozen stuff. Well, they did. Did you not watch it yesterday? Uh, no, I was watching The Librarians, so I didn't oh, okay. watch that. Well, just uh, not, not to be a big spoiler, but the mid-season finale – handles the frozen well, story well, like, that's what i was yeah that's was what i was hoping because last year they split it into like two yeah. separate stories so that's why i've been sticking it out assuming that we're going to be done with that for the second half of the year but yeah I, i'm with you on that i did not need frozen for nearly i didn't need it at all but it was just too much um and then i would say gray's anatomy but i'm in that for the long haul <laughs> <laughs> like, i wish they would just get rid of derek and meredith i i've always disliked those characters and that relationship and like I think that would improve it the problem is they got rid of the wrong Grey they should have gotten rid of Meredith and kept the Alexi she was so much better but uh, yeah I'll be with that one until it's over I'm sure but Lexi's being driven around in that cab solving crimes now, isn't she? I doubt that one's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it is. I don't know how that did. That was it's a summer show, so there's less <laughs> less requirements. Oh, uh, that was terrible. Uh, f- for me, yeah, there's uh, you know some of those. Yeah, haven't given up on resurrection, but yeah, I you kind of wish that uh, there was somebody like when this other group came in and they had you know, seemed to know more about it or whatever. It seemed like maybe we were going to get uh, some more info on like why, you know, or or at least some investigation into the why mm-hmm. and and the who mm-hmm. and you know what's the connection? Why just people? Why does it seem to be just people from this town? Uh, you know this type of stuff. But they've you know they went into this whole uh, virus storyline and and uh, and stuff uh, and and you know the the true living group being against the people that came back but even and, that is so muted like yeah. i don't really feel like they're threatening at all and i'm just kind of like is anybody going to take this seriously because i just feel like i mean you could just go in there with you know not even a real weapon you could just walk in there with your hands and and manage to to keep everybody apart yeah it's just that 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 hasn't been uh that hasn't been great but uh but really the show that well i haven't I haven't stopped watching it yet, but I every time I watch it, I'm I'm like, why am I still watching this? Is New Girl? Oh yeah, I quit that one too. And uh, and even though this season they've had, you know, there's been some funny moments and uh, there's some funny stuff, but there's like no story taking place anymore. Really, it's just like what wacky thing can we, uh, you know, get them involved in? Uh, you know, this week. And uh, you know, and when they're having storylines like 
Schmidt doesn't know how to wash his clothes. Oh, Jesus. And you're just like, <laughs> so exactly how it – get what by is, all these years? Yeah, exactly. How has he gotten this far and has never – doesn't know how to use the washing machine? Uh, you know, where – what what's, what's going – you know, it's stuff like that where you're just like – uh, this isn't funny because even inside of this world, I don't believe that this could actually happen. Uh, right. I, I, you know, it's like, and so there, there's been stuff like that this season where you're just like, uh, uh, but uh, there, there's no, there's no cohesive story like there seemed to be, you know, especially like season two or something where I don't know. Now it's just uh, you know they've you know Winston is wacky, you know, and uh, you know just all these different things that uh, they've sort of just like hit on like the one thing about each of these characters and they just like keep whacking it over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And uh, I don't know. I'd, I've, I've still been, I've been watching it this season. You know, I watched it all last season. It was terrible. And then it seemed like maybe it was getting a little better or at least was better than last season. But uh, that, that one I think is one that, uh, well, I haven't. It's it's. I need to. <laughs> it's like I need to. Right. I, I, I think need I agree to. with you on that. I think it's 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 leaps and bounds better than the third season. But I, I agree with you. I really should stop watching that one. But <laughs> I'm still watching it as well. Uh, all right. Has there been uh, any uh, any returning shows that you think have gotten better this season, or you know, are having a really good season? How about you, Kyle? You're gonna think I'm crazy, <laughs> but oh, I actually I actually thought the Millers was better this season <laughs> than it was. I was actually watching it almost live, which with the, the addition of Sean Hayes that really just put it over the top for despite, you. Despite the addition of John, of Sean Hayes, I thought it was actually better this season. But anyway, that that's gone. A, that was a low bar to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I think better this season. I think uh, Mindy has been just great this season not that it was bad last season i think they've done a really good job they found a good way to to do that relationship with her and danny i think it's been a lot of fun with those stories homeland i think is way better than last season mm-hmm. now that it's not all about the carrie and brody romance which i never liked from season one unless she's hallucinating it uh, I, I believe that was the worst episode this season because of that. But uh, I'm, that that show was so much better in this fourth season than it was in the third season. Um, the Hundred has been really good this second season, um, like with all the various groups and all the all the stuff that's been going on. And I think the whole um, pretty much right across the board, the the ABC Wednesday comedy lineup is just great as usual those i it's actually one of the few things i watch almost live i those those are always the first things i watch on on wednesdays that whole lineup yeah how about you danielle yeah i mean it's hard because a lot of i agree with almost all of those i didn't watch the miller so i don't have to take your word for that but um don't it got canceled (laughs) yeah but like i never watched that show so um i mean i love i love the um the Goldbergs, but I, I don't know if I would say it's better this season because I just thought last season it was so great and I think it's held that. I think it's been consistent. It's hard for me to say it's better, um, especially because I know some of the biggest things that they're doing haven't aired yet and I, I have high hopes for them. I just haven't seen them yet. Um, I, the 100 also is another one of my my surprisingly 
favorite shows, um, kind of like Jane the Virgin. It just totally took me by surprise, and I didn't expect to like it as much as I do. And I think that the way that they've expanded this season, but um, still kept very true to the themes and, and the characters from last year has been amazing. They've just they really just step it up every week in terms of how much story they burn through. And um, it never feels forced and it never really feels like it's too much too soon. But then I also, oddly, oddly for me, because I'm not a case of the week person, um, I, I binge watched Person of Interest over the summer because people kept saying it, it's gotten so good and you have to give it a try. And I had stopped watching it very early on in season one because I, I loved the theme of artificial intelligence and everybody's being watched. But I hated the case of the week aspect of it. And so um, this season is the season where they still do some case of the weeks, but they really stepped up in terms of longer arcs and, and the mythology of the machine and the different organizations that have this technology and what they're using it for. And I've, I've really been enjoying uh, what, they, what they've been doing as well. Yeah, for me, as uh, Kyle mentioned, uh, the Mindy Project, uh, they finally you know, sort of hit on the stuff with Danny and Mindy works and uh, that to sort of consolidate the show uh, as them being the central and having everything else sort of play off of, off of them uh, works, uh, works really well. And, and this season has been really good because they've, they've hit on that and they stayed with it. But (laughs) when are you putting this up? Because they've stayed with it until us. I feel like they're going to break them up very soon because the last couple episodes we've been watching where he read her diary and it was very clear that she needed something more. And then, you know, last week when she was finally, she finally said to him, you know, I'll be okay with her without you. Like if he doesn't step up, they're going to break them up. And that's what scares me. Like, I've been loving this season, but I will not like it if they break them up, especially because we're also losing Peter. And I'm just like, what is this show going to be? Yeah, if they if they do that, especially if it's like a if it looks to be like a permanent thing, that would be a terrible idea, because that's the one thing that's worked on this show from Mm -hmm. kind of from the beginning. And uh, and so but. This stretch of episodes, it's like the longest they've stuck with anything on this show. True. It literally has been Mindy's project. Like, they're always tinkering and t- trying different things, and people are disappearing, and new people show up. And Yeah, that's true. And so to, you know, to actually have sort of an anchor to that of, their, you know, of them playing off each other you know, is what has worked really well uh, for that. Uh, I also I, – I really like The 100 in the first season. And uh, I I think it's gotten better in the second season. I do get a little lost as to how many groups there are. Yeah. <laughs> not quite sure. Because when Jaha showed up at the same place where where Kane was, I was like, wait, I thought he was given to somebody else. So I, I got a little lost there. But other than that, the, the basics of the show and uh, the characters, the kids having to – going up against the adults – the how life was on the arc to how life is on now, you know, the tension between those things, I think, is very interesting. But I, I just think uh, things have like ratcheted up, uh, and it's one of the shows that I I watch same night. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like, but then I think for me, the one that's most like if if there was a most improved you know show award, uh, it's Agents of Shield. I'm really enjoying this second season of Agents of Shield. 
they've taken what they finally got to at the end of last season and it's it's made the show comp- where there actually is now an overarching story like there's a big goal you know there's bigger goals and things that they're they're going after the you know the thing of the week ties into completing the bigger goal so it's like it all feels like one big story as opposed to how things started off where it just was like case of the week and uh, you know it, it wasn't uh, all that overall interesting in the beginning of the first season uh, but that that's a show I think is significantly improved in its second season yeah they also I like all the additions to the cast all their new like extended crew members now uh, that have joined the team and that relationship with the uh, the woman and her ex are now forced to work together and that that whole team is is fun yeah, they've done a really good job of introducing the new characters too, uh, where adding them into the mix of what you know already was a, a large cast. It was a, a decently sized <laughs> cast to begin yeah. with, but yeah, that's uh, that that's I think the 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 most approved for me. Uh, lastly, what is your uh, of the of things that came back? What's your favorite uh, favorite show this fall, Danielle? That's hard because my go-to answer is always the sentimental answer and I'm and that would be supernatural but I don't feel that it's the strongest season. I just am so connected to the show and I liked what they did in the first 3 episodes um with Dean's arc that that will carry through all throughout the season that I that I I'm inclined to answer that way but it's hard to say definitively because they did get away from the mythology and they went back to a, a case of the week format. And, um, there were a number of episodes where I just felt like, you know, it's, it's an interesting case, but it's filler because yeah, you're not, dealing, you're not dealing with like the bigger problem. And this is something they do every year. It's a, it's a formula for the show. And it's something I say every year where I'm just like, you need to exactly what you just said about agents of shield. Like it needs to tie into the overall mythology for me to care because we're in season 10 and, you just don't have time or you, you have time, but you just shouldn't burn, you know, burn that story real estate that way. But they just did some great things that I really love this season um, with the 200th episode uh, and the musical numbers. And, you know, they, they introduced a big uh, part of Crowley's backstory, which was um, literally just introduced. So I don't really know where that's going, but it was, it was really interesting. And they're bringing back some other important characters. So, um, that's one that I always have a very special place in my heart for. And then when we're looking more in terms of like story consistency and, you know, other, other non-sentimental reasons, um, I would say, I think the Goldbergs is one of my, my top favorites as well, because it's just consistently every week. It's so funny and it's so heartwarming and it's so recognizable, even though it, it's so specific to Adam's family and, and how he grew up, but yet you know, we all, you can, you can always find something to relate to, even if you didn't go through that exact same experience, or if you didn't love that exact same pop culture moment that he's referencing, there's, there's always something that you can compare it to that connects you to the show even more. Um, and I just, I mean, it's just funny, honestly, like they have some great quotable lines and the kids are really funny and they just use everybody very, very well. So those, I think those are my, my two favorites for returning, but I don't know. I mean, there's, 
there's a lot of other stuff. There's there's a lot of other stuff that's about to return that I might also. <laughs> isn't really fair, but whatever. Yeah. How about you, Kyle? Yeah, this is a tough thing to pick what's your favorite. So I, I went with the stuff that I watch as close to live as possible. <laughs> so so the really the only thing that I watch pretty much live is The Walking Dead, just to avoid spoilers and everything. And I think it had a really good first half of the seasons this fall. Uh, so I guess I'd go with that. But also those ABC Wednesday comedies like The Middle, uh, The Goldbergs, and um, – uh, Modern Family. I, I'm still thoroughly enjoying those, and those I also watch. Actually, watch the night they air pretty much almost live. So I'll go with all those as my favorite <laughs> returning shows. Yeah, that's that's a good way to to go for it. It's like what is the what is the thing I only let the DVR get 15 minutes into it before I start watching it exactly <laughs> <laughs> instead of the all the way. Uh, for me, it's uh, you know what do I try and watch before I have to leave for work uh, at night. But yeah, that's uh, so things for me would be like, you know, Arrow, even though I think it's not having a great uh, season. Uh, but uh, for me, I, I sort of looking back, looking at all the stuff, you know, there's things like Arrow and The Good Wife. Uh, I'm always uh, interested in, although The Good Wife right now is sitting, you know, a handful of episodes uh, are sitting on the DVR. But I sort of broke it into two and the, the two things that right now. I, I'm of returning shows would be comedy wise would be Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, I I really am enjoying that show. I think uh, the 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 ensemble nature of it and what they've got going there. I think it, it's just really funny. And then the hundred uh, is Wednesday nights, man. It's like Arrow the hundred. I'm like what? Wednesday nights are hard. I'm like trying so to I'm like trying to squeeze those both in before I have to you know, before I have to leave for work. But yeah, those those would be those would be mine. Yeah, I was really close to picking the Good Wife, but the only reason I didn't is because a they're about to lose Kalinda, and I don't like that. And b there, the, I I didn't really love all the time we spent with Carrie in jail in the beginning of the season. I don't. I mean, I, I it's a bold choice for them to to go that way with the character and to create such a cap, complication, but. I didn't care that much. And then (laughs) I started to feel bad for not caring because I didn't realize how little I cared about Carrie until that moment. And then I was like, oh, I don't think that's supposed to be how I feel. I feel like everybody else watches the show and really loves him. Or this is the show's way of making you care about him more um, because everybody cared so much about Will. And then they lost Will. And now they're trying to, like, fill that void. And I just don't. I, I didn't care about Carrie either. So. Oh, okay. So I feel a little better. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I really, I really did. I actually completely forgot about The Good Wife, but I, I really yeah. enjoyed that show. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I, I was looking through the grid and I didn't, I didn't notice that. But yeah, that is, that is one of the shows I actually do watch almost live uh, on Sunday nights because I'm already watching uh, uh, Walking Dead at that time. So. That's, that's, that's the eighth question, uh, Kyle, is uh, what's, what's your favorite show you forgot? was on this fall (laughs) (laughs) well it's been off for a few weeks yeah (laughs) that's true that's uh it it went off a a couple weeks ago with the with the mentalist coming back here for a little bit i don't know there was a few shows that had the like uh the the thursday night lineup on gray's anatomy like ending like super early in november that was weird and you know not coming back to like the end of january 
that's a a, a lot, kind of a large gap there. But uh, but overall, that's uh, that's sort of our look back at the fall uh, 2014 TV season. And uh, let us know what your answers to those questions would be. Uh, you can always drop us a line at feedback at tvtimes3.com or uh, leave us a comment in the uh, show notes. And with that, we'll move on to the primetime segment. Uh, first up, The Flash, uh, Season 1, Episode 8, Flash versus Arrow. And uh, then the second part of the crossover, Arrow, Season 3, Episode 8, The Brave and the Bold. And, uh... Danielle, what did you think of the big sort of event crossover for Flash and Arrow? I, I thought they did a really good job in terms of playing to the strengths of each show while bringing in the other people because the shows are so different tonally. Um, and I just I thought some of the best parts of the episodes for me were the reactions that people were having when they were faced with this world that was not like theirs. Like Diggle's reaction to actually seeing Barry and then, you know, and then flipping that in the Arrow world and Roy's reaction and to seeing it and, and, um, oh, I just, I just started to call him Carlos, but, uh, Cisco's, Cisco's reaction to seeing the lair and everything. Those were some of, just because they were so grounded in this truth, but they also kind of gave each character this moment of stepping outside of what they were so enmeshed in, which they thought was larger than life and clearly larger themselves and realizing, Oh, it's so much greater than even what I thought. And kind of, I'm what I'm most curious about is to see now, now that they, all these characters and these shows have done that, how will it affect the future episodes? Because I don't want it to be, well, they lift right back out and they're back to their worlds and nothing has changed. Like now they've all gotten a taste of something different, you know, the life or death stakes on Arrow for the Flash characters, the crazy metahumans of the Flash for the Arrow characters, and they should still be thinking about that, and those things should still be affecting um, whatever they're doing. And I will say that I also, the, the, only, the only thing that really got to me was there was such an overhyped moment or tease from the producers that every time we talked to them about the, the crossover before it aired, they would say the biggest bombshell or the biggest secret on Arrow is going to be revealed on The Flash. So even if you're not a Flash fan, you, it, but if you're an Arrow fan, you should tune in and watch this episode. And then I was just so bummed by what the reveal actually was that I was just like, I wish you hadn't have said anything because you way overhyped it. It's also a story that I personally do not care to ever see. And I thought that it also took away from the big tag flash reveal at the end of that episode, which really I understand they didn't want to spoil, but really deserved more attention than it got because Firestorm is a much bigger deal to me than this baby that Oliver has out there that he may or may never find out about. Although I'm sure he'll find out about it and I'm sure it will just not be something I want to watch. But um, I was so excited by the Firestorm tag that I was kind of like, you know what? I'll let it, I'll, I'll let that that other part slide for a little while. And I also just really, obviously, the Barry and Oliver fights were amazing, stunt wise, v, uh, VFX wise, and then just what it meant for the characters too. So I was very, very excited about both of them. Yeah, I like that it. I like that you know, sort of the training aspect of giving you know Barry some uh, you know some more better ideas on how to uh i liked i liked oliver's like you can you know i case the joints i know what's going on before i go in and yeah. you've got plenty of time to, to, like, <laughs> to like check a few things out before you just go rushing in uh you know some of those type of things i thought was you know some good advice 
I really liked at the end uh, when Oliver and Felicity were walking out, and and he's just like about about Doctor Wells. He's like, "There's something off about that guy." Yeah, <laughs> like, he's just like, you know, he noticed that there's something, you know, that's uh, that's weird there. Yeah, I thought they had. I thought there was a, a lot of good moments in both. Uh, I like the, you know, also that they they had him get, in, you know, Barry get infected by this guy, which caused you know him more problems in in, in other parts of of things because uh, of feelings that he's been bottling up, he's <laughs> like exploding out, uh, and you know he couldn't really control what he was what he was doing, and uh, you know caused problems with with him and Iris and, uh, and then also now getting, now there's going to be like a task force looking for him, uh, you know, as another thing to deal with uh, on, on top of what they, what they already have. I like that they, well, I kind of, it's kind of weird. Like you, you want to cross over where it's almost, it like starts and goes on to the next one. But I kind of like that they did it in such a way that if you actually only watched one show, it would be, you know, like if you just watch Arrow, it was still like an Arrow episode, mm-hmm. uh, and it it didn't you didn't have to know really what had happened in the pre, you know in the previous one to you know to to get what was going on in this one because they were after it was two different things. It wasn't like they were after somebody and they got away, and now they were finishing it like up that case in the next episode. So I think it worked uh, that way where they're they're both sort of. While it's a big event and crossover, and there were some story elements that that crossed over, the you know the it really worked. If you were just watching the Flash or just watching Arrow, you could have continued to do so without. Uh, although it worked out really well for Arrow because they got a bunch more people to watch it than they have in a while. Well, <laughs> well, the only reason why I'm watching Arrow that I even caught up with season two, I quit after season one. I watched all of season two to get prepared for these crossovers in season Whoa. three. <laughs> because, like, I really enjoy The Flash. I like that it's fun. It's light. Uh, Arrow is just too dark. It's, like, like, way more serious. And what you said, Danielle, like, I'm hoping that this doesn't affect the opposite. I'm hoping it doesn't affect the Flash. Well, like, I, don't, at the end- I don't mean the tone of the show would change, but I would, I would hope that the, like, the, the things that the characters experienced would, would resonate with them internally in the future so that they would, A, treat things a little bit more seriously because they, like, it is life or death for them, too. They just have been having so much fun with it. They haven't seemed to realize yeah. that. Well, there was that. There was a line, I think it was in Arrow, where they, uh, I think it was Caitlin said something about, oh, now we see this is serious and yeah. we're just taking all these names. See, I'm hoping it doesn't, that the Flash doesn't now become a lot darker mm-hmm. because of that. Because I think, it, like, that was one thing I really enjoyed, like, the the fun there, like how Arrow like just doesn't want to have fun, and like he's forced to like deal with these happy people, like in the in the Flash. That was a lot of fun. Um, Felicity with the burning shirt, <laughs> like yeah. you want like like they run these people around all the time. Like even in the Arrow in Arrow when he's running all these people to the different bombs, how come only her shirt happens to burn? <laughs> <laughs> all these other times it's fine, <laughs> but. Sure. 
Uh, but and then the other thing that still bugs me about the show is they are so willy nilly about oh now you know who I am now you like oh, everyone geez. seems to know who they are like they just run around with their masks off like and like it was so uh, anyone could put two and two together Felicity's in a diner with Oliver and right. some arrows around in town like how would you not put two and two together like it's really not rocket science to figure this out totally I agree. Yeah, th- there's there's some of that 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 stuff that uh, you know it it shouldn't have been too hard for Doctor Wells to figure out like yeah. who 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 was Arrow and uh, but but I think like what Daniel's saying I think is uh, if they you know if Barry like takes some of the lessons that he learned from working with the Arrow in in his future endeavors and stuff like that that uh, you know that they don't just yeah, the the show. I don't think the show is in any danger of becoming uh, super dark, like Arrow. But you know, if it. Uh, but I, you know, but I like the line where you know, like Arrow's going over like all the people that have died or whatever, and Barry's like, uh, "My mom died right in front of me too." You know, yeah, like, <laughs> it's a, it's a little bit more of a fun show, but there's still a darker elements to it. Uh, you know of some of the 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 backstory of some of these things, and uh, so I don't think it, yeah I don't think it's going to become super dark or whatever, but I think it might you know hit on some of those things you know like you said in that line where she says you know they were kind of goofing around and they realize how dangerous this you know they're finally realizing like how dangerous this actually is yeah. And just, yeah. I mean, just the fact that we've seen Barry be so vulnerable. Like, he has this amazing new skill now, but it's it's nothing compared to what some of the other people can do. I mean, you know, it was one thing when, when he got um, shot by the cold gun, but it's completely different when someone gets inside your head and turns you into a weapon. So that to me, too, I mean, like, just to come away from that experience going, okay, well how do we deal with that? Because Barry's still very human, even though he has these metahuman abilities. Yeah. And, and, and maybe he's been a little, I think that episode sort of helped out too. And, you know, he's been, he's been a little cocky in some respects, you know, Yeah. you know, like, yeah, like, I think like the episode where he gets stuck, you know, where the guy holds him up and he's like, really out of all the people you chose me. Yeah. To, you know, and then he, he goes all, super fast and and leaves him there some of those type of things uh if you know he starts to you know get a little bit more serious on some of these things i think we're gonna see that here in the next episode where it it's tying back into his mother's murder you know the things are going to be a little more serious uh, uh in the episode uh, but i don't think we're going to lose the you know sort of the woohoo aspect of, yeah. of him, yeah. like, I mean, just, running really fast. Yeah, and I mean, like, you have a character like Cisco, who is just the biggest fanboy, like, you'll always have that element because he's there, and that's inherent to who his character is. Yeah, um, you're coming up with the, all the all the names. names I, yeah. I love that line, too, with, with Oliver. He's like, he's like, we don't give ours, uh, you know, cute little names. He's like, oh. Yeah, we do. <laughs> like, or he says, uh, he says something, he goes, oh, well, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that over coffee with Deathstroke and the Huntress. Yeah, <laughs> like we don't give them, we don't give our our uh, crazy names. But yeah, that was. Uh, but overall, I thought it worked really well. I'm hoping now, though, that like once now that they've sort of introduced the Flash and they've done sort of the first big crossover, 
I'm hoping now that Arrow will get into its mythology for the season. It sort of seems to have been kind of treading water Well, a little I bit, mean, it seems like, at the beginning of the season. It's a little... I mean, this this season's a little different from the previous seasons for Arrow. I mean, the theme is more internal. So I don't know... Like, I feel like mythology is a weird word to use when you when you deal with themes like that because... Mm-hmm. The events that we've seen in flashbacks in Oliver's lives are in Oliver's life is part of his journey and part of you know his growth this season. But it's less about the the outside stuff. It's less about the villains that he's fought or will fight, and you know more about him as a man. And I that's why I was so like, oh, of course the baby's back because that's going to play into yeah. this this theme of you know Oliver and and. Uh, who he is and who he's been and who he wants to be and all of that. And I'm just like, well, crap, because, like, do we really want to see Oliver as a father? I don't. Um, I like the dark stuff. I like I love the, you know, how I I mean, as grounded as Arrow can be. But I like that, you know, he would return this very tortured soul. And, you know, that just feels very real to me. But now he's in this position of I, I can't be this way because I'm losing out on things. And watching him struggle in a different way. Maybe he'll know. just be a happy dad and move to uh, Central City and <laughs> yeah, okay. hang up his hood. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was like a scene, though, that was like also – I was sitting there and I was like, wait a second. That's important. Well, <laughs> like, like, like I think that's supposed to be important. And I, it took me a while to like remember, oh, yeah, that's right. There was that whole storyline about the mom had hidden the – you know, had hidden this away from, and they're... See, I remember that because I just watched it not that long. <laughs> you just... <laughs> right. But, that, but the thing is, like, that was the kind of secret that when they killed Mora, I was like, oh, well, then, good. Maybe they won't be doing anything with that. Maybe that was, like, a fake-out because that would have been the perfect thing yet again for uh, Oliver to get annoyed at his mother for keeping from him. But, you know... Then they went and reintroduced the mom, and I was like, well, I guess that's not happening. And I have to be honest, I did not recognize her. I only knew what was happening because at that point, you just kind of figured, oh, that's the only real secret left that they could be dropping. But I didn't recognize her, and I didn't know that they had mentioned in an earlier episode that she moved to to Central City. So a lot of people online were talking about, you know, oh, of course, now that they're crossing over, some, you know, probably someone in the flash is going to save her kid or something. And and that's how Oliver will get wind of what's going on. And maybe maybe that'll happen or maybe that's a big leap. I don't know. But um, I kind of hope that it, if, if that's what they're going to do, that they don't do it for a while, because I, like I said, I just I don't need to see like him trying to be a father. It's just it, it's too much. It's weird. And I, I, I don't want to say it would be jumping the shark, but I think it might be. Maybe his kid will be a metahuman and he can be a sidekick. Uh, he can be the sidekick for the I era. I don't even know how that would be. <laughs> that would, I, I don't even, I mean, I just, I, I guess anything is possible now. They did introduce these metahumans and, you know, now that Arrow is aware of them, there is a chance for them to cross onto Arrow's world, which is another thing I don't love, 
because I liked how more grounded Arrow, the Arrow universe was. Yeah, that's but the... yes, at this point, I would not put it past them for for that to be a possibility. <laughs> see, see, I'm the opposite. I would love for the Flash to bleed the lightness of the Flash to bleed into Arrow from all of this. Yeah, well, no, lightness is different than yeah. um, than <laughs> supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's I the think thing. that like, I think the thing though that that becomes tough now that they've crossed over so you know and that they're both in the same world is is there's going to be certain times on arrow where it's not going to be a crossover but you're going to be going this would be a really good time to call barry to run over oh yeah <laughs> you know like this seems like this seems like something that would be easily solved if you just had barry <laughs> shoot over real quick yeah and, that's uh, possible that's i can't, i honestly didn't even think of that i was just so stuck on you know last season when they introduced all of the 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 powers and the the drug and everything to to kind of get the world ready for superpowers because of the Flash. They had then said, "Well, the Arrow universe, the Arrow show, will go back to what it was in season one with more grounded villains because we then spinning off Flash into its own show." But clearly, they changed their minds and they're now it's an open playing field across both which there's definite value in and I think actually opens them up story-wise and it's much more interesting for them. But for me personally, like I don't want to watch Powers all the time. Like I like the grittiness and the sometimes we have these boundaries of reality and what one man can do versus one man who has this unbelievable gift or curse or however you want to look at it. So I don't know. Um that I mean, I hate to say it, but it, I mean, I mean, who knows how long I'll stick with these shows? Next time we talk, they judge that I quit, and not because they're not well done, because I think they're very, very well done. I'm kind of in awe every week at what they actually manage to do with their stunts and their effects and everything, especially on CW budgets. But it just might not be a show for me anymore. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, here. Well, this week yes, we'll get the, this week we'll get the, the big of sort of because really it's all about me. Yes, that's right. We'll get the big <laughs> mid-season finale episodes here coming up uh, this week, and uh, we'll see what happens as we go into the the new year with the shows. Uh, but uh, next up, a new show that just started on Bravo, their first scripted show, uh, "Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce," uh, season one, episode one, Rule Twenty Three: Never Lie to the Kids. Uh, I just want to say. I don't watch anything on Bravo. Like there's, <laughs> the, the, I think most of their stuff is crap. And so, but yet I think this show like fits on that network, like really well, which is why I was so surprised at how much I liked it. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I just thought it, I just thought the show was, was pretty good. And, uh, I think really what sold me was, uh, when she finds out that her husband is is dating a CW actress, and her and she says, "Does she play one of the parents?" Yes, I, I lost it. That was I, cool. I thought that was the funniest line. Oh my gosh, that was that was so good. Uh, I I was sort of like sold for like the rest of the episode, like right there. And uh, I don't know. I just I I don't know. I really enjoyed this episode. Obviously, not the target demo, but. Uh, but what did uh, what did you think, uh, Danielle? Yeah, I mean, I I really liked it. Um, I mean, it's it's based on Vicky Iovine, so I mean, there were there you know that there are stories to tell, and I all I was thinking when I was watching it was where is she going to slip in very real Hollywood gossip, but 
you know, cover it up with fictionalization. And so that's how I watch the show now is I'm looking for juicy gems that you might not even know are real stories. Um, and so I'm adding an extra layer to my viewing experience and it's glorious, but I, I really enjoyed it. I think that, um, I would have enjoyed it. I think a little bit more if the show had started a little bit later in the story, I, I, I just felt like I didn't necessarily need to see them at home playing house, pretending that things were fine for the kids. I would have liked to see what it looked like right after. But at the same time, I think it added, you know, an interesting uniqueness to the to their relationship. Um, I don't actually know the characters' names, but Paul and Lisa's relationships <laughs> on the show. Um, I really like the dynamic between her and the the friends, the other moms at the school. And I like what it sets up in terms of like, this is, you know, this is a world and a town where everyone's kind of looking at you and everyone's kind of judging you no matter what your choices are. And this is a woman who, for the longest time, chose to write these books about this like happy life. And it wasn't a lie, but at the same time, it didn't end up the way that it quote unquote should. And so now, you know, that I thought that moment in the book signing was just so brilliant when she kind of just broke down and told the truth. And I, all I kept thinking was like, this woman, there's her book, there's her sequel. This is the real story. But everybody in the book signing kind of turned on her and nobody wanted her autograph. And, you know, she just, they were filming her and she just walked out and it was kind of like, it felt like a low point, but you know that something amazing is coming around the corner. And so I just, I really excited to see, I didn't actually get the screener, so I didn't see episode two yet. So I'll watch it when it airs with the rest of regular America. And I'm very excited to see where it goes. Let's see. Like when the woman threw down her book, I thought she was throwing down her book to get it signed. I didn't realize she was <laughs> tossing it at her. <laughs> like I thought they were all going to start getting their books signed from her. Yeah, no. She was like trying to hit her with the book. <laughs> but all I could think when I was watching this, it was that USA show, The Starter Wife. It just felt like oh, you know, the same thing over again. Well, the, the Starter Wife is based on um, Gigi. Oh, God, what is Gigi's last name? I'm not going to remember her last name, but they're they're Grazer, uh, Brian Grazer's person. Um, they they have very similar stories, like the real women that it's based on. So I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if that continues throughout the season if you see similarities between the the two shows. But I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Oh, no, I really enjoyed the Starter Wife. This just felt like very similar. But a bit more risque than the starter wife was on U.S. The USA went purely for the like almost G-rated comedy. Yeah. This is definitely going in another direction. But I mean, I really enjoyed it. I like the characters are interesting. The relationships, like you said, that they set up is interesting. Um, whether or not I'll continue watching it is a question because I already have way too many shows. But maybe, <laughs> maybe since a bunch of stuff is ending this week, maybe more time will free up. But, um, but yeah, I did actually enjoy this. But it, it, like I said, it felt a lot like the Starter Wife mm -hmm. over again. But I'm, I'll, I'll be interested to see how different it is from that, or if it's, it's uh, going to be a very similar type of story. Yeah. I think this was going for a, a, a little bit more drama to it as well than the starter wife. That that seemed to be going a little more the comedic side of things. Yeah. Uh, so, but I I don't know. the The first episode was really interesting. That the the characters were really interesting, and uh, you know, 
you wanted to see like more of how she was going to, you know, how she was going to deal with this after sort of the breakdown at the, mm-hmm. at the signing uh, with the, you know, with her, like, there's actually some good advice in here. If you, your heart hasn't completely shut off to the other person in your life, you yeah. know, like it's, it's not, you know, and uh, so, you know, there was some, you know, some interesting things of where, you know, where this could go uh in 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 this type of thing that i'm you know interested to see and you know way more surprised by it uh than than you know (laughs) definitely would fall on the things of didn't expect to like it i I almost didn't even say it to record it sounded like a crappy bravo show from the title like i thought it was gonna be a reality show well it's 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 almost sort of like hidden in like uh there's there's like a like when I I try, like TV tag, it's not even in their database. Uh, you know, it's uh, EP guides. It's not even it's not it's not listed as a you know as a show. You know, it's like it's like it's it's almost like it's not there. <laughs> like there's the, mm-hmm. there's places like I I went to look for like what the you know the title of the episode was, and it, it took me a little bit extra to find it because I couldn't. It, not only was the episode not listed, but the show wasn't even listed at a few places. You know. And uh, so it's it's kind of almost feels like it's come out of nowhere, but yeah, definitely uh, have to say it's uh, quite good for their first you know their first foray out out into the scripted world uh, for Bravo. You say Bravo to them? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, Bravo, Bravo. Uh, and lastly, uh, prime time, uh, real quick, the librarians. Uh, season one, episode one, and the crown of King Arthur, and episode two, and the sword and the stone, uh, which uh, played as the two-hour premiere. And actually, while they were individual episodes, they actually did really play together as the introduction to the new version of this. After you know what the mythology was uh, for the three TV movies with Noah Wiley, and uh, spinning it off into the new series here, I thought they did. Uh, Thought they did a really good job. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot. Of, it it definitely had the same feelings of the films, like the fun adventure, um, with a bit of uh, leverage mixed in, because uh, it's from the same people. Not surprising. <laughs> um, but yeah, I liked the way it felt very natural. The way they worked in the plot, like even though you can only have one librarian due to the uh, due to that the mythology they set up in the in the movies. Uh, they find a good way to work these people in as like these possible candidates that never got interviewed for the job, so they're still eligible and bring them in to train. I, I, it's an interesting mix of a team. You got a thief, a historian, and someone with like photographic memory, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they utilize those skills. They like these first two cases seem very tightly like perfect. Oh, we need to steal something. Oh, we need to do this. Like so, it, it'll be interesting to see how they work that in every week. Uh, but they manage to do that for leverage. So. Uh, I have no doubt that they can that they can do this. 
Um, and they also set up like a good, uh, like there's this clippings book that's going to suddenly present the case of the week to them. So like they've already set up and I like how they, they, uh, conveniently eliminated the need to have the gigantic library in every episode, <laughs> but they worked it in, in a way like to me, I'm watching, I'm like, this is so obvious what they're doing here to try to make it. So we don't have to use a huge budget every week to make this giant library, but they work it into the story pretty well. And it, it also gives them the opportunity to really expand out like if they want to go to another annex somewhere else like they can they can move this world anywhere um if they want to yeah i did like that the that they that the annex that they went to is in portland (laughs) yes since that's where they filmed the show uh that's uh kind of like what they finally did in the final season of leverage they moved the show to actually being set out of portland yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. I I'd say uh, if if you miss Warehouse 13 and uh, you like the sort of team aspect, uh, you know of the way like leverage worked, that uh, you should check out the librarians because that's it has that similar, uh, similar it's an exact feel to mix. it. And uh, you know the the team aspect, especially since you have like was it Christian Kane mm-hmm. uh, from you know that was on leverage is on this as well. And then I I really write, like Rebecca Romaine. She I've I've liked her in pretty much anything she's been on TV. You know, even all the way back to Pepper Dennis. And uh, I I think she's uh, I think she's really good in this, and she's getting to put uh, some of her past skills in other shows and movies and things like that to good use. Uh, in uh, you know, kicking some ass in this in the show, and. Uh, but yeah, just uh, just really liked it, and so did it seem that a lot of people. It the highest debut cable wise for uh, a show this year. The oddest thing, I guess they're they're re airing it on Friday on the CW, which is like the oddest. Oh. Like, pe- I have more people heard of the CW than TNT. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe maybe it would help more people find out about the CW. Anything. Yeah, I don't know what who that helps more. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right, that'll that'll do it for the prime time segment and we'll move on to the uh, TV recommendations. Uh first up, my recommendation is uh The American season two, a really great show, and I, I really like that. While it's available and you know, and has been available in other places like iTunes and whatnot, uh, that you know, the DVD is coming out on the 16th, and uh, which is gives you plenty of time to catch up. Even you know, since there are only 13 episode seasons, gives you plenty of time to catch up before the third season starts on uh, Wednesday, January 28th. Uh, it's not one of these uh, DVD sets that's coming out on Tuesday the 27th, you know, before. <laughs> Uh, before the the show premieres, so, but uh, I highly recommend uh, the show and uh, getting caught up before uh, season three returns. I'm really disappointed they're not doing a Blu-ray this time, but maybe maybe they want that '80s look to it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> it that would be released on VHS <laughs> if, it, if it actually came out and it was in four three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Danielle? What's uh, your recommendation this week? Um, I don't know that this is going to be popular, but I recommended a book. 
Um, it's, <laughs> a book on a TV podcast. I know. And it's also what makes it even weirder is it's not even a book about TV. It's actually um, – it's more Hollywood than it is TV. It's called Tinseltown um, by William Mann and it's – it's a true story of um, a director who got murdered in the 1920s, and the way he writes the book is he takes old um, files from the police and old press clippings, and he puts together um, the narrative of the main suspects because the, the most, uh, the closest people to him in his life, and kind of lays out this twisty murder mystery, and then at the end gives you the the most likely answer. Um, but it's the kind of story that, first of all, I didn't think could fill a whole book because I didn't think there was this many, this much um, information still available for such an old case. And it was just, I thought, really w- written well in that murder mystery. You're on the journey with these people. You're not quite sure who has the most motive at, a, at any given moment that, could potentially turn into a TV movie or miniseries. Um, not that I'm saying that they're actually pursuing that, but it just, as I was reading it, that's what it felt like. It could be. It has this old Hollywood draw and glamour. Um, and it's obviously also a very dark story because it's centered on a murder. But um, it was just really fascinating. And as I said earlier in this podcast, sometimes, you know, you just need to turn off the TV when things are bad and read a book. (laughs) I would recommend this one. So what you're saying is it's like the serial podcast, but in book form? Well, yes and no. I mean, because I wasn't I can't recommend serial because everybody else already has. And I mean, it's great. I'm not saying don't listen to it, but I just feel like that's so obvious. But um this is more i i like the i like the story more because it's not there's a distance to it so it it doesn't feel as exploitative as sometimes serial feels as weird as that might sound to say but also um the time like the, the times were so different and some of the things that were you know possible motives for for this director billy taylor for his for his murder um there there are things that come up now but we have such different outlooks on them that it's it was just very interesting to to kind of go back in time and in hollywood which you think is so liberal um buried a lot of secrets all right how about you kyle uh, so for me, uh, since HBO recently announced that they're doing a Westworld TV series, uh, my pick was the original 1973 uh, Westworld film, which was written and directed by Michael Crichton and has a very similar plot to Jurassic Park, whereas they're building this Wild West theme park and like they have these robot gunslingers and all of a sudden one of them breaks down and starts trying to kill people like in the park. So uh, this was before Jurassic Park, I think, when he wrote it. So, uh, But a very similar type of thing. I, I, re- I haven't seen the movie in a, in a few years, but I really enjoyed it and uh, I'll probably watch it again before uh, this series premieres. Uh, but uh, there's also like a follow-up Future World uh, movie and like a TV series you can get on the Warner Archive, some five-episode series from the 1980s. Nice. Or you could get the book. Who reads? <laughs> <laughs> Who reads? I'd rather watch a movie starring you Penner. Because if I'm spending $15 or whatever, I want a lot of hours of entertainment. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, you can find uh, links to our recommendations and as well as uh, the news stories we talked about and also where you can find uh, uh, where Danielle is writing and 
where Kyle is online. Uh, in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 254. And uh, also, uh, it's the holiday season. If you're doing any holiday shopping uh, at Amazon and uh, you would also like to support the podcast, you can go to tvtimes3.com slash Amazon. It takes you directly to the homepage. You get the same deals you'd find as if you'd gone there directly. Uh, but uh, Amazon sends us back a small percentage for referring the sale. Uh, basically, you can... Uh, Help us uh, pay for hosting and stuff like that of the podcast uh, by doing something you were going to do anyways, which is uh, buy holiday gifts or just buy yourself something. (laughs) (laughs) Either way. Uh, Next week, uh, Amory and Ray will be back with me and we'll be uh, taking a lick. uh, Taking a lick. Yeah, that's right. We'll be taking a lick at the TV. We'll be taking a look at uh, what's uh, coming uh, in uh, January and February uh, when things are returning what new things will be premiering and all that good stuff uh, next week, which will also be the last new podcast of the year. And uh, with that, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And thank you again, Danielle and Kyle, for joining me on episode 254. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, having for having me. We sit glued to the TV set all night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. Are you still there, Danielle? Oh, I thought it was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I yeah, she went silent. Uh, she dropped off. What happened? Are you back? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. What? All of a sudden, all of a sudden you were, all of a sudden you were gone, and then, uh, and then it said that the the call was dropped, and then it came came back. Well, so. that's weird. Okay. Well, I don't know what I was. I, I don't know where what you heard. <laughs> oh, where were you? In the <laughs> you like Lisa and Paul, and you were oh, and, oh, you, yeah. you were hoping that they would they would have started at a little bit different uh, yeah. point. I mean, you're you're going to edit this, right? Yeah. <laughs> then you can cut it out if it makes no sense because yeah, I don't like I don't remember where I what I whatever. That super brilliant point that you made on yeah. the audio cut out. <laughs> totally brilliant and I'm I'm sad that you might not hear it now. But no, um